everybody, I don't know if you've heard, but your favorite website, Chive.com, now has words, and it's come in the form of our podcast right over at Podcast One. So join us. I'm John Rezig. Uh, this is Bob Phillip. Hi. Every Thursday for a mix of Chive culture, celebrity interviews, and offbeat current events. And you can download it now at PodcastOne.com. Hit me with your best shot. That's not how the intro goes. You can hit me with your best shot. Not how it goes. Thing. Oh, God, you're already getting into it. Should I play the disclaimer? This gonna no, get this, I wasn't even going to swear. Just really okay. quick. I don't want to make this like a thing. I just want to know your thoughts. If I took lessons, do you really think I could be a good singer? and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. You know what? Piss off. Because I think I think with the right training, I could absolutely, I could carry a song. I mean, do I, yes, I think you could carry a very simple song. Oh, good. What's a simple one? that Like, it's our Taylor Swift's pretty easy? I was going to say My Little Teapot, but sure. <laughs> Look, welcome to the Hey Frazier podcast. I'm Sarah Frazier along with Sammy Kay. We have so much to discuss. Like every Tuesday when we get back from a long weekend and last week was a long week, I feel like I have show overwhelmed. There's like so many stories to talk about. Really? Yes. Oh my god. Well, first of all, we got to get updated on how your Thanksgiving was, awesome. what you were, what the traducan thing was that you were making. Okay. We got an incredible amount of email. People are very concerned about our future together. Are we, you know, whose show is it? All this stuff. We got so many emails about that. We'll discuss that. And uh-huh. I have a solution, by the way. Okay. To any further, I mean, I feel like I've got the best solution so that there will be no further um Ups or downs. I feel like just the way that you preface this means that's probably going to be a pretty <laughs> shitty solution, but okay, that's fine. So not true. Um, I got an email from a man demanding and wanting to know why I don't get nude on my Snapchat, uh-huh. and he is challenging me on my mindfulness and my positive body image, so we'll explain that. And then is dick liner real? Is dick liner a real thing? And just let me ask you this, because you found this story, and I'm trying to think of... When you, did you ask anybody, like, when I think of dick liner, what does dick liner mean? I'm, I'm assuming it is eyeliner that is in the shape of a dick. Like, meaning that the the handle, like, is it now just eyeliner that the bottle, the container, is shaped like a penis? Oh, like, is no, it no, new? no. It's actually, Sarah, it's better than that. It is the new hottest trend in eyeliner. You know how they had, like, smoky eyes for a while? <laughs> Right? Yes. And now they do like really deep, like they get to do like the long, like the extended kind of lines on sure. your eyes now. Well, now you take that extended line, curve it back around, <laughs> add a little tip to it, and boom. Dick liner is now taking over the fashion. I'm telling you, I reached out to all of your fashion fashion blogger friends yesterday. Oh, really? And I was like, hey guys, get on this now before everyone else <laughs> Did does. Did they respond? No, because they don't understand good shit when they see it. <laughs> That's why. Well, that's I agree. Um, so, look, we got more of that to talk about. First of all, though, I want to know, how was your holiday? Did you have a relaxing holiday? Did you have a great Thanksgiving? Where, where were you? Give us the scoop. Well, here's the thing. that At this point, I am so spoiled on Thanksgiving because I haven't had to be with my family on Thanksgiving in pff, a decade. So you haven't spent Thanksgiving with your parents? No, because also, for, okay, hold on. First of all, my actual family, like my family, family, cousins, aunts, uncles. All are in Tunisia. They don't celebrate Thanksgiving there. They don't even know it exists. So when I was in Tunisia on Thanksgiving, they didn't even realize it until it was like 11 o'clock. And then my uncle went out and he got me a bowl of pasta with some turkey ham in it. And was like, here, Thanksgiving turkey, right? <laughs> Oh, that's you know? so sweet. So, like, it doesn't really exist in my family. And then, I don't know, my parents don't really... They don't really celebrate? Like, no, my mom and I, when I was growing up, we would always just be at other people's houses. You know, like, we never really did it ourselves. Like, it never was a big thing, you know? it's That's a very uh, American thing. It is a very American thing. But, I mean, so, don't you identify as American now or no? I do, but I just, I don't like... I, I hear everyone else's stories, everyone else's BS that happens at Thanksgiving. I see all the videos of the fights that go on, all these crazy family members that make you wake up at 5 a.m. to go stand in line at Target. 
Oh, God. No. I don't I am, participate in any of that. I am extremely happy to be, as we call, DC orphans, okay? I am a Aww. DC orphan, and I am extremely happy about it during the holidays because I just get to hang out, do my own thing. My buddies call me. They go, hey, man, you want to come help me cook at my restaurant? I'm doing a tea Thanksgiving. It's like a Tom Hanks-themed Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, you were telling us about this, which means what? That you do... They just um, do, like... Items based on movies. So, like, that stuffing you do was the name of, like, right. the stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's just all puns and shit. Just a really good Thanksgiving meal. And so I sat there, helped them out. At one point, I was like, I made a little concoction just for us. And I made a turducken. What is a turducken, Well, a turducken in, like, the actual sense that people know it as is they take, a, like, a whole duck. They stuff it inside a whole turkey. And they stuff a chicken inside that duck. So you have these three animals stuffed together, and then once they're all cooked together, then you have to pull them out and then pull all the meat apart separately. Okay, let me ask you this. Do they literally take, like, a raw duck? A raw duck. They shove it inside. Shove it inside a raw turkey, and they shove a raw chicken inside that, and they'll bake it all together. That's what a turducken is. Doesn't that, like, isn't that just, like, waiting for, like, massive food poisoning? I don't know. I I don't know, no, because you you have to cook it over a certain temperature. I think, if anything, it just causes everything to be overcooked. Oh, everything just gets really overcooked. Yeah, okay. you know, and so we, like me and my little science nerd friends, found a way using like a protein binder that we use, right, which sounds a little bit gross, but it's really not, okay? We use that, and we actually took like chicken fillet, like a chicken breast, a duck breast, and a turkey breast, brined them all, and then we actually put them together so it was just one solid piece of meat. Yeah, it was one solid piece of meat. So after it was cooked, then we seared it off and like you could cut through it and it was just like this perfectly, you know, medium rare duck, chicken, turkey. I know it looked really good on your Snapchat. It looked really crazy, It looked delicious, by the way. Oh, yeah, we ate the shit out of it. Well, you could have come to Detroit with me. I went to Dan's mom's. We had a really nice Thanksgiving. Nobody did, uh, nobody participated in Black Friday. Um, good. I mean, I do want to see, I wanted to ask you this because I always like, I guess, um, over the years heard people's stories about this. But it never had happened to me until this past Thanksgiving. But have you ever been with a family member or, um, and I guess this has actually happened to you, so I should take it back. But we were sitting around the Uh table and a family member was going to show us a video, only they started playing porn. Oh, okay, so. (laughs) But it was the most awkward situation ever in front of your mom, your brother, your sister, like, it See, was Sarah. so awkward. I'm talking about in front of older family members. I'm not talking about... You've done that at our live show. So this show. is Dan's family, okay? Yes. A member of Dan's family is going to try and show us a video, and it was clear that they had been watching porn earlier in the day. Awesome. And start playing that. And in front of the entire family, I'm like... Oh, my God. Okay, well, hold on. Here's my question, okay? Oh, my God. Did Dan seize the moment to become the hero? Well, how would you be the hero in that? No, no. Did you honestly, seize the moment to no. become the hero? Everybody was in such shock that the person quickly minimized it and then moved on to the other video. It was so awkward. No, okay. Here's I'll tell you example. Here's another prime example in which I was with uh, my uncle. Okay. okay. And he turned on his TV and it was on a porn channel, right? <laughs> and we're all just like, whoa, right? We're in front of all of us, okay? And I'm in my mid-20s at this point, but like his wife's there, my grandmother's like a bunch of us are in the room, right? We're just like, holy crap, that's porn. Holy crap. Holy crap. And so immediately I chime in because I realize that, hey, this is going to be really awkward for him. It's really awkward for everyone else. So I chime in, again, doing the hero move here, Sarah, and I go, oh, damn, that's one of my favorite movies. Keep it on. <laughs> That's it. I like, should have used so that. You should have like you say. had a chance to sit there and to say something that could have broke. And after that, Sarah, you would have been a legend in their family. I wish I had said that. It was such an awkward moment. There were so many people around. It quickly got minimized. Everyone pretended like it didn't happen. It was just so funny. You'd be like, wait, I actually think one of my girlfriends from Mount Holyoke is in that video. <laughs> Like, just something random like that that makes them all be like, whoa, why does she know so much about this? Girlfriends. Yeah. Oh, my God. See, Sarah, you had a chance. But it's all right, though, because we all know you're leaving Dan soon anyway, so it doesn't matter. Why are you saying that? That's so awful. I think he's leaving me, actually. Okay, sorry. That's what I actually meant to say, but, you know. Well, I feel like this is the, you know, I I talk about our relationship, you know, all the time on the podcast, and much to Dan's, like, you know. Dismay. Yeah, dismay. But, um, no, the hardest part is I always, like, when I'm on vacation with Dan, I am thinking, awesome, we're on vacation, we're going to talk more, we're going to, like, do more activities together. 
this is going to be what life will be like when we're retired. We're just going to get up every morning, go to breakfast at the little rendezvous in West Bloomfield, and we're going to have, like, you know, get fat together, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yet Dan's idea of vacation, I think, is not speaking to me. Which I feel okay. like is the problem. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I could actually tell just by looking at your... When I was, like, following your Instagram over the weekend, yeah. I could tell by, like, two quick things. I was like, damn, Sarah's in desperation mode right now. She is trying to appeal to Dan like crazy Why? right like now. Why? Like what? What did I do? Once I saw oh. you post the Coney Island hot dog <laughs> and the pizza in the same day, I was like, Sarah is literally begging for Dan's attention. <laughs> like, begging for his attention right now. I can tell because never... Ever would you have like you would never have that, let alone two times in a day. And the fact you were posting it meant that you were trying to show him like, babe, see, what's important to you is important to me. I can have a Coney Island dog and a Detroit style pizza. I had never had a Coney Island dog. If you're from, I guess the Detroit area, is it a Chicago thing too or no? I mean, I don't even sure. know. Michigan I mean, thing only. The, but I think Coney Island isn't that in New York. Yeah, but the chili part of it, I think, is a Midwestern thing, right? Isn't that Maybe. how it, they do it? Kind of, it's a hot dog. It's a hot dog on a steamed bun with chili over it and cut onions and mustard. That's it. Apparently yeah. adding ketchup to it is like a sin. a sin. So for the first time I've had it, and I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't had a hot dog in probably two years. That yeah. was my first dog. So I was already anticipating major stomach issues. Then that night we had deep dish, dish Jets pizza, Detroit style pizza. My stomach was a wreck. But yes, anyway, I mean, so who knows? So but while you're you know, Dan, whatever. I mean, that's the thing with men. This is what I don't understand. This is why I feel like sometimes am I gay? I don't know what's going on. Like, why don't you guys want to interact and be like emotionally open? Here's I don't the get question it. I want you to ask. Okay, I want you to be like Dan. What do you think about therapy? Should we stop? And I guarantee you, he'll <laughs> jump at the notion of stopping. And that look at what good is that going to do? Because how many times have you brought it up with other people? Not even me. Like I'm a little bit judgmental because at this point I'm a little bit jaded. But even strangers, okay, come in. Adam Ferreira came in, and what did he say? He's like, "You're in therapy with with your boyfriend." Like, well, he thought was, it was a good idea. He did not think it was a good idea. He, said, he did it with his ex. And he goes, yeah, and we broke up. <laughs> We're not together anymore. It's, you know, Dan's going to be so upset huh? with you. Dan's not going to be upset with me. I think Dan's going to be happy. Dan's going to be like, you know what, Sammy, you're right. If we get out of this therapy <laughs> thing, I think Sarah and I will be way better off. I, look, he can at least tell you you tried. You did the Coney Island dog. You did the pizza. I know. We that know your intestines were a mess. Things are good. Things are good with my intestines and my relationship. I just share it all. I think you know me by now, right? There's so many highs and lows in my life. One day everything is great. The next day I want to change everything. That's like who I am. You know, it's it's about accepting who the person is. And that's, you know, that's really where we're at, right? You just need to accept who I am and vice versa. That's like how our relationship is too, right? And I, I'm going to shift therapists over to us. <laughs> no. Okay. I, we have to address this because, by the way, I have the perfect solution for us. So, you know, our conversation last week I knew would spark an ent- a tons and tons of feedback. Uh-huh. And Sammy and I had got into this discussion of what's the future of this show going to be? Is this a 50-50 partnership in all aspects? Is it not? Is it, you know, okay, fine. If it's not a 50-50 partnership, what am I getting out of it? So we, we went back and forth on this, right? I don't even remember what the conversation was because you didn't really want to have the conversation, which, by the way, people, I got a phone call, uh, a voice message, uh-huh. if you will, from a woman who thought it was awful that I kept pushing you to have the conversation, but too bad. Yeah, see? Thank you, random lady. <laughs> no, that, I appreciate you. That's what we do on this show is we're going to pull back the curtain. We are real, okay? What do you want us to do? Give you a fake bit? No. No. We're not doing a fucking scam. We're this lifting up our scam. skirts. We're yeah. showing you the real deal. We're showing you the bush. And let me tell you, not it's not always pleasant. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that's where we're at sometimes in our relationship, right? I thought that this partnership was, you know, you were co-hosting the show. But that wasn't what Clearly you Clearly other people didn't think that either, so I wasn't <laughs> a lot, alone. A lot of people did not think that. So here's some of the messages, okay? Hey, Sarah and Sammy, I'm listening to Podcast 143, and honestly, you say to Sammy, it's, it's us against the world, but it's mostly you in a supporting role. I think he's referencing me. Yeah. He is your Watson, your Sherlock. Okay. Okay. You might be the star, but you can't do it without your Watson. I completely agree with that. He's the catalyst for your success. Sammy has been constantly dicked over Uh, in his career. uh. Always the comedy sidekick. 
You wanted him to host at 107.3, but you compromised for your own success. And now in this podcast where he thought he was a true, you were a true team, it turns out he's essentially the help. The bottom line is you say you can't do it without him, so put your money where your mouth is. Make him a full 50% host. Give him some sense of ownership of the process and feel as valued as you claim he is. I mean this with all the love in the world. Boom. Okay. Give a Kleenex, by the way, because I'm like about to sneeze, and I have this really. Oh my god, you do oh, look god. like. Oh god, um, I'm oh, telling you. Uh, I don't know. Get no, actually, I don't, because you know you're gonna give me a used Kleenex. And once the once you start reaching your purse, you're like my mother. I know that Kleenex has been used before. I'll pass. Thank you. Okay. I'll pass. I don't know, Austin. We I'll better pass. go get him toilet paper. I'll pass. Last night I tried to snort a liquid gel from Alka Seltzer. Did not work, by the way. I just I'm have such sure. a sinus-like issue. Oh, there you oh, go. There God, are some thank unused you. ones. Great. I'm going to take Kleenexes out of a college kid's backpack. Here's Okay, here's what I want to say about this. And, and so I... <laughs> that was fantastic sounding. You know what? Save that audio. We're going to post this on YouTube for people to use the sound effects. I'll read you one more email. We got okay. inundated, by the way. Sarah at HeyFrage.com. Sammy, S-A-M-Y-K at HeyFrage.com. If you want to listen to episode 143 and weigh in. Sarah, I think this is another email from a different person. I think co-host is a good title for Sammy. I do think Sammy is an important part of the show, like more important than the Tinderella segment, but the show is called Hey Frage, not Hey K. Let's talk uh, about it numerically. Your guys are more like 60-40. Sammy, you are always telling Sarah she needs to say no more. Now she's owning her shit and you're pulling back your enthusiasm. Let the lady lead. You're an invaluable 40% of this show. We need you on this show when Sarah starts pulling her food babe blue lives matter let's make nice with nazis bullshit thanks for keeping me sane wow that turned on me really quick that turned on you really quick here's my thing i feel like i listen to this gimlet podcast by the way people always ask us for recommendations uh-huh. about podcasts gimlet media has incredible shows and one of them is called startup and Gimlet pulls the curtain back on themselves, much like what we do sometimes. Yeah. And they talk about all the inner workings, the dynamics of whose role is what, who's doing what. But they ended up hiring an executive trainer to help them manage what each person is good at, what their role should be. And they do a 360 personality analysis where they interview your friends, you, each of us on ourselves and each other and then they make an assessment of like what it would take for this partnership to grow moving forward and for both people to feel valued and get what they want out of it would you do that and then do the whole thing on air oh my god they're gonna no, you understand that's gonna make you sound like batshit crazy <laughs> why okay i'm down let's do this would you really do it yeah but are you see that's the thing is like we talk about I do not genuinely care what people think of me. But you say that, but you do I don't care what shit. people think. No, I feel don't. Like. No, 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 no. Hold on. We get this all the time. You think I care what they think of me. No, I care what they think of the show. Me personally, I can give two shits. But why? Okay, but then I feel like that's the problem. That's why we need the executive trainer. Because I don't care what people. Like, we're never going to do a segment on this show that everybody loves. I hope we're not. never going to. No one's ever going to always agree with me. No one's ever going to always agree with you. But I think here it comes down to this, because I have always said, and from the beginning, this is like why I left the King Show. Like, I always wanted to have my own show. And I feel like that's, for me, the part that I have to reassess, because I always thought that I wanted to do that with you, but I didn't think that you wanted it to be the Sarah and Sammy show. But it's, uh, but hold on. Okay. We're going to get back into this, but I've, like, everyone who's heard knows exactly what I said. I clearly agree to this on a marketing aspect of it all. Had I known it would have done, it would have turned into this in the long run, I would have fought for it to be the, you know. Well, I wish you had because. I didn't because at that point it's a good marketing thing. But and it still is a good marketing the, thing. I don't but think I was it's under the assumption. I did. I totally did. And I 100% I said that right off the bat. This I is wish why I had a, an executive I wish trainer. I had the recording of a conference call that we had with the boss of Podcast One in which he asked about the name and I literally said, it's a marketing thing, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, oh, okay, that makes sense. But then, And somehow you don't remember that. Like I've said it numerous times in front of numerous people. Well, here's, okay, and this is why I feel like we do need a mediator at this point. But then the part of this other thing is, is like I had said from the beginning, I don't want you to get screwed. I want you to feel like, hey, look, this is, you're invested in this. So then we had a contract, which you then tell me you didn't read. Well, I don't, because I don't so have to. I trusted like, you on it, what? damn it. 
I don't read stuff from my friends. When my friends give me stuff, I go, yeah, it's usually a handshake, and we know what's up. Which basically in the contract, it, we are 50-50 financial partners. And But if it came down to, like, final creative say, the contract says I have final creative say. So I don't wish you hadn't signed that and you had read it because then we could have had this conversation then instead of signing yeah, it. I would have just would have fought you four months before that. That's it. Not a big deal. I fought you four months later. <laughs> I'm still ready to fight, Sarah. That's it. Like, what are you worried about? I don't about? want to fight. I I'm want not, to figure I'm out. I'm totally fine. That's what I'm thinking. Look at this. This is now just rehashing old shit. It's like when people like send me emails no, about my dog nowadays. I go, guys, he died a long time ago. Please don't send me emails and rehash it all. Because then you came back and said, okay, fine. I realize I'm not the point guard. Yeah, I'll and be- I agreed to that. And I agreed to be the shooting guard. And I've agreed. And this was over last week. Okay. So See? that's where we're at. Okay, so we, now we don't need the executive trainer? I mean, if you want to do it anyways, I just want to prove that you're crazy. That's it. But outside of that, no. I want to prove what we both need to work on. Because my only thing is... And that's fine. I'm down for that. But I think if you're trying to figure out, like, who's what... I've already agreed to be, you know, it's fine. Like I said, if we win a championship, I still get a ring. It doesn't matter. True. I could be the damn mascot at this point. (laughs) Shout out to Screech from the Nationals, by the way. True story. He will win a World Series ring if the Nationals ever win. (laughs) Oh God! I do think I think an executive trainer would help us a lot because I do think it would show us our, our strengths and weaknesses, which would I think would only help the, more the success of this. Good. But anyway, um, the podcast is called Gimlet and it's startup and it takes a look at what they do. Did you Did you listen to that by the way? I listened to part of it. Yeah. What'd you think? And then I started smoking weed and I got distracted <laughs> and then I started cooking dinner and then I got to go back to it honestly. Okay. Well, let me know. Okay. Anyway, uh, you can keep weighing in on this. Sarah at HeyFresh dot com. Sammy K at HeyFresh dot com. Or you can call and leave us a message 207-613-6695 shifting gears though one of the other messages that i received while we were on vacation was one asking me if i have such great positive body image why do i not get naked on my snapchat but that's not all they asked though they have a whole thing right they have a long email don't they yeah uh sarah i have a few comments for you it seems that you're trying to scale back on your adult dirty side the first few episodes of the podcast you spoke openly about sex, had blowjob instructors on the show, and really opened up. Recently, though, it seems like you're holding back or trying to censor Sammy. He'll make fun comments, funny comments, and mention something sexual, and you'll respond with an embarrassed, okay, and change the subject. Your listeners love the unfiltered Sarah. Let loose and talk about it all. Also, my question is, you mention a lot that you're proud of your body and don't mind showing it Mm -hmm. off, or you say you have no problem getting naked. Then, do you Snapchat naked photos because I would love to see them. I think you're hot. You talk the talk, you should start walking the walk. Send your fans some nudes. Or I like the idea someone had that if you really want the podcast to go worldwide, you should try a Kim Kardashian method and maybe have a good old fashioned sex tape. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just a thought. I love you guys, but I feel like you've started to hold back and censor yourself like a regular radio person. I think we'd all watch a sex tape of you and Dan. <laughs> I think everyone would. Why? Because you just want to see that, like, yeah, all the bits of my body yeah. that move? No. Okay. <laughs> yes, you do. Why, why immediately do you think I'm going to make fun of you? Say what? It's going to be like watching an English muffin have sex with a <laughs> stick of butter? No. I didn't say that. Okay? I didn't even think that until you made me think that. Well, I mean, I, you've seen my body, and I'll tell you, like, I already look like I've given birth. It does so, look like an English muffin. In Yeah, so if it was in a sex tape with all those compromising positions, it's not going to look like great. It's not going to look like Ray J and Kim. I'm sorry, Sarah, but I've been, as I've gotten a little bit older, I've been looking at more, like, amateur sex tapes online, because it's, like, real women. You know what I mean? Like, not porn stars with, like, fake boobs and stuff. But I don't like that. When you watch amateur porn, it's really gross. It's like it's watching really yourself. Cool. I know. That's why I like watching it's it. Gross. Like, it's really boring and slow, and I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's about, like, me. Here's my thing. This is what I can't stand about people in a business, right? If you're if you're in our business, do it well. All right, do it real, do it well. Pull back the curtain, do it. Okay, stop relying on this Sarah, fake shit. With amateur porn people, they always have pimples on their ass. This is your job to have a nice bottom. Your ass should look like your face. Let me just beautiful. Say, I don't think most of those amateur porn videos they actually made them to make money. I think they just made them for themselves, and then someone broke up with somebody, and now they're on the internet, Sarah. Okay, well, you know, if I was going to start anything, I would make sure I didn't have pimples on my ass. Okay, well, not to sell. Because that's some... so gross. Nothing turns me off more than when you're trying to watch porn and then you, someone's got a big pimple there that you want to pop on the DVD. Use one of those clear cell wipes. <laughs> Just, you know, give it a little swipe down and you're ready to go. And by the way, 
Okay, fine. I mean, I'm not going to get naked on my Snapchat. Do you think that will help the ratings? If he wants to, he can follow me. I'll show him my balls. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I mean, yeah, if you want to, if you want to see nudity from this show, I don't care. Anyway, I, I love being body positive, but I wasn't going to snap nude photos all the time. Don't you hate that sometimes guys will say, they're like, well, if you like your body so much, then why don't you show it to me? It's like, that's not how it goes. You're confident about your body, but you will not show me your penis if I asked you to. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yes, sir. So, you know what? Send me, snap me a picture of your... Of your balls. Of your nuts. Mm-hmm. Of your wang. And then I will send you something back. Yeah, but we want it to be like the reverse under shot. So you got to actually hold the camera from behind your butt and then go under and shoot it. That way we know you just didn't get the photo from the internet. And by the way, I believe on our YouTube page, actually I don't know if it's private not or not. I got to go check. But we had the naked girls reading on and we both got nude for that. Yeah. But I think it's blurred out actually. So I don't know it, how you see I it. I hope it is because that's definitely going to get banned if it isn't. Oh, really? Nudity gets banned on YouTube? You I can't. Unless you're, like, giving birth. They pretty much don't let you show any nudity. Really? Yeah. Oh, it might be private. So far, it's still up. Um, all right. A couple stories I want to get to before we get to Dick Liner. Um, do you believe this, that now the average person is juggling six partners at once if you're single and I, out dating? I read this, and I definitely didn't believe it. When you were single, what was the maximum amount of people that... And this, by the way, isn't who you're sleeping with. This is like, hey, you're talking you're to someone, ta- which you're is again, dating. Which is what I was going to talk about because when I read this, I go, that's bullshit. These are idiots. Like the same people that used to say in college, like, oh my God, I hooked up with like two guys last night. And I'm like, you didn't hook up. You made out with two guys or you kissed two guys. That's not hooking up. Hooking up means sex, okay? To say that you're dating people means that you are in some sort of intimate relationship with those people. To say that you're talking to somebody does not mean your relationship. Because at that point, then every guy I know is on, on, in 15 relationships on Tinder. He's not. He's just talking to 15 different people. So you, okay. So this doesn't count. I think this was someone that was trying to exploit, like, well, if I just say that people are talking to six people at once, that's not a good story. Let me say that they're dating six people at once. This was done by eHarmony. They say that um, these one-on-one relationships are totally dead. They've now been replaced by just, quote, seeing people. And that means dating several people at once. But I do feel like that's a little bit murky because someone that might be a friend, you're going out and having a drink with. I'll say the, like, my friends at most will have like four or five, like four partners, right? Okay. Four partners that they're seeing, but they're like single for years at a time. They, they see this random person every couple months. You know what I mean? Like it's nothing more than just like a hookup every few months or so. And wow. that's with maybe four different people, but six is ridiculous. The thing that you're actually physically dating six people at a time, no, it's impossible. 64% of people, which I think is like, it's even higher, say that they've been ghosted within the past year. Yeah. I mean, hasn't everyone been ghosted? Yeah, dude. Who hasn't been ghosted? Do you know any of your friends that have not been ghosted by somebody? I recently just got texted by someone I ghosted, and they go, hey, did you ghost me? And then I wrote back. What did you write back? "Um, No, sorry. What's up? And then they wrote me a question, and then I ghosted him again. So it was it was kind of funny, if you ask me. Uh, did you see this hipster nativity scene that some people find offensive that's out this Christmas? Really? What's wrong with it? Well, um, first Does of all... Does Jesus the, have a beard? You know, the three uh, wise men are on segues. And okay. then What's uh, wrong with that? Joseph and Mary are taking a selfie with baby Jesus. Do you uh, think this is, like, too much? Wait, first of all, that's not a way, hipster. That's not hipster. That is completely... <laughs> that is modern-day basic bitch Santa. Okay? If the story yeah. of If the story of Jesus Christ happened today... That's exactly how it would happen, 100%. The sheep is wearing a a coat, and by the way, it's it's like a knit... Like a knit sweater that you would put on a dog. Yeah, amen. I'm telling. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly how it happened today. Uh, Joseph and Mary are kneeling down next to baby Jesus, and they're taking a selfie. Mary is also um, holding a Starbucks in her hand and giving the peace sign. Uh, the three wise men are on segways with boxes from Amazon. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. This is terrible. Why is that terrible, Sarah? If they had Prime back then, you tell me they wouldn't use it? <laughs> this is so bad. Uh, you can purchase it, by the way, for $130. I guarantee you Jesus would have used Amazon Prime. <laughs> guarantee you he would have. Um, by the way, you can get it on Amazon Prime gifts, like you said. You know how long it takes to make sandals, Sarah? Get them delivered in two days. Oh, my God. In the this middle is... of Bethlehem. Oh, my God. Modern Nativity, by the way, is the set if you want to get it. Let's see it. That's, Do you think people are up in arms about this? I mean, people probably are, but I don't know why. 
Well, I mean, it's a little sacrilegious, right? I mean, you know, the whole reason for Christmas isn't about gifts. It's about Jesus being born. I mean, you don't find that. Really? Really? You had me completely confused. As an outsider, Sarah, you know how many times I've heard people talk in the last... 20, 30 years of my life, and they come to me and they go, I cannot wait for Christmas. Jesus is like my favorite. They never say that, Sarah. No one ever. Stop. Well, that's they BS. should. No, they, they, they should. You, you don't think. No one thinks that. Okay, of this, course I do. It's a religious holiday. Yeah, okay, fine. People say that. Which is so now taken excuse. over by gift giving. Sarah, that's all people do for it. Don't even tell me it's a religious holiday. At this point, I'm gonna. People Sammy. are gonna. See, no, 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 no. Religious people, of course. Yeah, see of course that. it is. It is. Look, they're all. But at this point, it is. It's a majority gift giving. Like, as an outsider, you that's never sad. hear about the religious side. You only see about. The, you only hear about the gift side. Well, that's too bad. That's why people are upset. Uh, the modern nativity founder Casey Wright tells news outlets that she's sure. Um, that there are many grandmothers who are seething at this moment and describes the nativity set as polarizing, but she says it is more a depiction of real life. So there you go. It is. It's a modern-day representation. Um, I want to switch gears here before we talk about Dick Liner, and that's really what this show is. I mean, we go from basically talking about a hipster nativity set to then something really serious, right? Mm -hmm. It is kind of anything goes. Yeah, okay. So uh, did you happen to read this article that's come out where two CIA contractors are essentially on trial in the trial of their lives to see if they're going to go to prison or not for the rest of their lives after orchestrating the torture at Guantanamo Bay. Okay. So here's a little bit of the setup, okay, by the way. So as you guys know, you know, Guantanamo Bay was set up. It was this kind of like um, basically prison for terrorists, right? And essentially there was no rules. They could send anybody there without with very little prosecution, very little evidence, yep. right, that and you were a terrorist. they could just hold you there and they could do whatever they wanted to. Either. Right. So two therapists are, two psychologists are on trial and could be spending the rest of their the, their lives in prison um, because essentially the United States government is saying, well, these two guys are the ones that orchestrated and came up with the torture. And by the way, one of them is the one that suggested, and then they did, waterboarding practice, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, has been obviously a controversial form of torture. But I want to, the bigger question, though, I want to ask you is, do you think these two contractors who were hired by the United States government to torture, to get information out of these so-called terrorists, should now be on trial? Because people are up in arms about this. Yeah, I think they should be on trial. But I think but you should you also charge someone by the United States government too should be on trial as well. I think it's bullshit because I looked, I at, this, I looked at it this way, okay? Murder, all right? Okay, you tell me to go kill Dan. I go kill... God, Dan's had a rough show Dan. today. Yeah, why Dan's Dan? had a rough show today. Okay, you tell me to go kill Austin, our intern, all right? All right, sorry, Austin. I go and I kill Austin, all right? They catch me. I'm being tried for it. But if they can prove that you told me... You would also be tried and guilty as well. So that works in the court of law, in the United States government's court of law. That's how it works. So if the United States government, if it was somebody in the CIA that told them to do this, then they should also be tried. Okay. Now, this is a New York Times story. And again, look, we always need experts on all the time because I'm sure an expert, there's always more. These stories are never black and white. We've got voice changers. So if you work for the CIA, we got you, Holmes. <laughs> yeah, so come on the show. We got you. Or call us, by the way, if you work in it. 207 613 Here's what the article says, though. Nearly 15 years after the U.S. adopted a program to integrate terrorism suspects using techniques now widely considered to be torture, no one involved helping craft it has been held legally accountable. Even as President Obama acknowledged that the United States, quote, tortured some folks, his administration declined to prosecute any government officials. I have no idea who you are now, Sarah. Oh, I said your name. Sorry. That's fine. I'm Sarah, the CIA expert. Mm-hmm. But now one lawsuit has gone further than any other in American courts to fix blame. The suit filed in October 2015 in federal district court by two former detainees in CIA secret prisons and the representa- uh, representative of a third who died in fucked, fucked up, sir. It centers on two... 
uh, centers on two contractors, psychologists, who were hired by the agency to help devise and run the program. These guys could be going to jail. So this is filed against the two psychologists who tortured these people and not the U.S. government. Does well, anyone got, see this? Like, no, yeah, they're, they're guilty, that's too. Terrible. They're guilty, too. I'm sorry. They're guilty but as wait well. wait a minute. Wait a minute. But you should still be... If there was somebody Don't from the CIA that told them that, then that person should be held accountable, as huh? well as the people that executed it, Sarah. Well, of course, that's what their, their attorneys are arguing. Their attorneys are saying, look, the Justice Department is the one that ordered these two to come up with ways to torture and, you know, extract information from these uh, detainees. What were they supposed to do? But isn't this like asking an American soldier to go out and be a sniper and then turning on them and going, oh, hey, well, you know, Sarah, what they sorry, did was we shouldn't have been fucked in this up. War. If they did something wrong, yeah, if a sniper goes out and then kills an innocent child for no reason, but they and they come out like... they were torturing people for no reason. They were torturing Sarah, these, these men that the government Don't believed. say no reason, because how many have they released for... Ab- because they have zero reason to have held them for almost a decade. Many. Many, Sarah. Many. I know, Sammy. And so now you're telling me that, oh, no reason. Like, that's why they're being tried, because they held innocent people and they tortured them to a point of no return. These people will never lead normal lives again, Sarah. Well, I don't think these two psychologists should be held responsible. You only say that because... Look no, at, I think the U.S. government's real assholes for leaving these two guys out to hang, but meanwhile contracted them and said, hey, we want you to basically get these people to admit that they're terrorists and you Even know, if they're not their terrorists, plot. and uh, we want you to torture them until they can't even... Until they'll just make up any story that will fit our story, uh, fit our story line. I think this is awful that the Obama administration is leading these two out to hang. No way. It's not him, trust me. It's definitely not Obama. I'm becoming the conservative on the show. <laughs> yeah, wait, like for what reason? Like for, that doesn't make any sense, Sarah. You're telling like you would rather have them be. So you think it's fair for them to have tortured innocent people and that no one should be held accountable? No, I think that much like we have so done in this country. So the people that thought of it should not be held accountable at all, and it should just be someone above from the government. I think if um, if you're not going to hold the government officials, so if you're not going to hold the uh, head of the Department of Defense, if you're not going to hold the head of the CIA, if you're not going to prosecute them, you can't prosecute the these two psychologists. And I think much like we've done in other points in American history, I think for terrorists who you detained there illegally, who had nothing on, you give them a settlement. You give them a payout. Because you're right. Just like Native Americans, we took so much from them. I would not... I don't think many people would validate your Native American settlement argument. Well, they... I mean, why? I mean, they got much more than a terrorist, an alleged terrorist suspect is going to get, of course, because we did even crueler things to them. But I'm saying for these detainees that have now been released and they weren't terrorists and aren't, we should give them a payout. They were detained illegally. Yeah, but they should still be tried, Sarah. They should be charged. These people should be charged. I disagree with that. Okay. You can uh, weigh in on that one, too. I'm sure you'll have a lot of opinions. You can uh, follow us on social media, Hey Frage, on Instagram and on Twitter. And then Sammy K, B-S-A-M-Y-K. Can we talk about something that I'm more like, I'm feeling more like likely to talk about? Something that I'm more of a professional on, Sarah? Sure. I'm Such just fascinated high by that fashion. story. High fashion is something that, as people who listen to the podcast know, I am the fashionista on the show, okay? Yeah. I, I dress in the same clothes every day. Um, I usually don't shower or bathe. But I do know a good fashion. I know a good fashion trend when I see one. Okay, well, so what is it? Dick liner. <laughs> okay. I don't believe that dick liner is real. And is it this is like something you've come up with? Exactly what you should think it is. Okay. Think about how the new hot trend did it. Like I said, they had the smoky eyes for a while, and they started doing that, like you know, that little like long kind of extended. You yeah, know, the, cat eye. the little cat eye, right? And there's a candy cane eyeliner. There's a candy cane eyeliner that people are doing now. Well, now they're saying for 2017, Sarah, the new hot thing isn't going to be the cat eyeliner. No, you're going to go turn that back around and bring it back over, put a little tip on it, and make a dick for the dick liner. Uh, you just sent me this story, and it is legit. Although this looks like somebody took a pen, more or Sarah, less. Sarah, that is eyeliner, okay? Stop trying to judge these people's skills. Look at this. Look at that is definitely dick liner. This one is definitely Star Girl has dick liner. <laughs> it is the new hot trend, Sarah. People are doing it everywhere. It's like, yeah, it's the new hotness. By the way, the balls are on the inner your inner eye lid. So like the inner corner of your eye, that's where you draw two balls. 
and then the penis comes out like you were saying, like the cat eye. Do you have a uh, do you have eyeliner on you? Yeah. Give me some. Oh, oh, physically with me now. I have eyeliner on. You don't have a f- eyeliner body. in your purse? No, I put my makeup on in the morning, then you I go to work. You have 17 used Kleenex in your purse, but not <laughs> one stick of eyeliner? Is that what it is? Is it a stick, or is it like a crayon of eyeliner? Or well, is it there's a both. There's all. Oh, wow. You can get like a crayon one with different colors, then you can get like a liquid eyeliner. I think they're using liquid eyeliner, it looks so like. So many decisions. Well, anyways, dick liner. I'm telling you, ladies, go home tonight. You know, you have a big hot date with your boy man thing this weekend. Maybe your lady friend thing this week. Doesn't matter. Sit there before you go out. Put on your nice dress. Put on some dick liner. You're going to knock him dead. Oh, my God. We have to try this. I'm telling you, it's the best thing ever. You literally just sit there, and it's like you're like you follow the, the curvature of your eye to kind of create the, you know, the shaft. It ends right there so that the, you know, so the tip is pretty much right where your you know, eyelid ends, right where your little eye corner is. Put the balls in between your nose, <laughs> and you're set to go. Between your nose is not exactly. It's between your eyes. Yeah, between your eye and your nose. Yeah, yeah. just put it right there. Put the balls right there. <laughs> You know, and you can design it, flare it how you want to. Like, clearly this person did aggression penis. Oh, my God. We've got to do dick liner for the live show. Yeah, see? Look at these. Um, the live show, by the way, is December 9th, which is a Friday night. If you want tickets, we're almost sold out. So dcimprov.com is where you can get tickets. 7.30 p.m. show. And it's our anniversary show. Oh, my gosh. We are one year old. Can you believe one year has gone by like that? One year. One year. Ugh. It's flown. It's flown. What? I was happy about it. That wasn't, uh, I'm just, I don't feel well today, Sarah. I have a cold. DCimprov.com. It's going to be our favorite things. Paul Wharton is going to be um, there making an appearance. Um, and then we have some other special Is he still going to be a sassy little biatch towards me, or is he over yet? He loves you. I think he has a crush on good. you. Good. Okay, good. Because sometimes he gets a little bit sassy with me, and I'm like, oh, Paul, don't hate me today. I love you. Well, I think it's because it's his way of flirting. Oh, so he plays like the third grade hard to get? <laughs> I think that's what he's doing. That he's you? like smacking me on the shoulder, then running away and going to hide. Yeah, I think he does that. It's kind of a flirtatious way that mm. he's, you know, okay, trying to hook up with you. Um, a couple of other stories. So, uh, have you ever? Wor- this is probably never applied to you because I bet you've never worked for anybody younger than you were. Have you ever had a younger boss? Uh, no. Any of your other gigs? You, you've never had well, someone I mean, like that's in younger, kitchens. Huh? In kitchens, yeah. I guess technically, like I because I've always just like helped out. You know what I mean? So. Like when I worked Is at the Logan bakery. Logan younger than you? No. Um, but like when I worked at the bakery, I want to say the head of the bakery was like a year younger than me, two years younger than me. Oh, really? Okay. But she like was a full time employee. I worked two days a week, so you know. So this new story out says that having a younger boss isn't just awkward, but new research suggests that it also hurts your performance. When you were working for the younger woman, did you feel like, hey, it would, like, did you feel, because what they say is older employees end up feeling like, one, they're always being pointed out things that they don't know by younger people, because usually younger people are more up to date on technology uh-huh. and other things. So they constantly are feeling inadequate. And then that begins to make them sort of resentful and not so into their job. Did you ever feel inadequate with the younger boss? Uh, no, I don't think anyone really did. I also never really brought up the age thing. It wasn't until I had been there for a while. But even then, like, clearly, because she was the boss, right? And clearly, the people that I worked with, I was younger than all of them by a long shot. So she was clearly younger than all of them as well. And I don't think they worked any differently because of that. Well, a younger boss affects um, everything, and they're including including overall company performance. When a younger boss is in charge, usually company performance goes down. Um, organizations say that they have 12% more negative emotions on a job where their boss is younger. Well, that's pretty crappy to sit there and say, well, I'm not as good as this person. They're way more qualified, and they could do my job better. But I'm going to sit here and make sure they do a poor job just because they're younger than me. No, you end up performing worse. Yeah, so, like, but if we I'm telling you. So, yeah, but I think it's the employee's fault. Then, how are you going to tell me that you're the, you're the exact same person? Nothing physically or mentally has changed about you. Just because your boss is older or younger means that you're going to work better. That's some poppycock. And yeah, I said that in an old term, so that some old fart listening will understand it. Hey, what? It's the truth. No, Sarah, come on. That's pretty crappy to say. Like, even if you're, if anything, I would look at my boss being it's younger not- and say. 
not oh hey what am I doing wrong but hey like what can I do to be as good as them well they say that younger bosses tend to make you feel more inadequate because they're usually a changing culture they're more technology so it's not so they're like, better they're like, literally you're just telling me that this person is better and they're making me feel inadequate but yet I somehow I'm going to feel worse no um, they say that people in work They call millennials pussies? These Gen Xers are a bunch of pussies, if you ask me, if that's what they're thinking. Working daily under a younger supervisor, older subordinates are constantly constantly reminded that they have failed to keep pace. If people suppress those negative feelings and keep them to themselves, the same outcome, um, or worse, could happen. Why? What's... I don't think. I think they're a bunch of pussies. Really? Yeah. I mean, here, if I had said the same story, right, and I had shared the exact same story, but I said that, you know, employees, like millennial employees work worse when their boss is older than them. Do you know what the entire article would say? It'd be like, these pussies, them in their safe spaces, they can't do anything. Blah, like, it would, people would be tearing on us for that. And because it's an old person saying, they're like, oh, well, that makes kind of sense. They don't want to work with a young boss. Well, by the way, if it's your boss, it's your boss. Who cares their age? Your boss is your boss. Age should not be a single issue in here. Um, recent research has shown that younger managers are most successful in situations if they create a professional distance with the older subordinate and provide autonomy to them by setting clear targets and goals. And then it's an important reminder, um, because of the awkward scenario, to grow openly. Um, they say that in an environment where people can express their feelings, their concerns, and their you know adjustment to learning technology and everything, that the environment is better. So it's not saying like, oh hey, you shouldn't have a younger boss at all. It's just saying you got to be really open because your older employees find it more of a struggle. I'm just going to say the same thing I've been saying for the last five minutes. No, I'm just telling you that's their resolution as to how you deal with Ball. having a younger boss. If I s- nope. If it was a millennial saying the same story but reversed, we would get torn into for it. Not buying it. I think mostly millennials listen to our show, so I'm not sure who. Yeah, and millennials didn't agree with me. They're like, if it was us saying that we could not work with an older boss, we would get torn into it for it. Torn. I would love to work with someone younger. Oh my god! In every industry we've ever worked in, please, the people are a thousand years old. I'm sitting there looking at this seventy year old guy going, "What do you know about running a top forty radio station?" Um, I've Sarah, become a complete ageist. Sarah, he knows the band Chicago, and he's wearing a sweet <laughs> turtleneck. Okay, he knows a lot about millennial women. Oh my god! I mean that. I would like kill. Oh my god! In radio, if we could have worked for somebody under the age of forty. Under the age of 50, I would have been so thrilled. Then guess what, Sarah? If they're that entertain, if they're in the media business and they're under the age of 50, they usually don't work in radio. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. They've gone on to a different medium at this point. Um, look, if, if you, I can't imagine that anyone, do, you, do we still think there's anybody listening to this podcast with like a child? Yeah. In the car? Oh, my or God, like, absolutely. They're, they're playing this at home right now with a kid. There's a kid right now that's saying Mick Gangbang because he heard us talk about it last week. You know what I mean? Like, definitely, I believe that. Absolutely. Okay, so if you have a child um, and you're celebrating Christmas and Santa is coming to your house, you do not want to play this story for your kid. Okay. Okay, so okay, apparently, yeah, that was my pause. That was basically turn it down if you have a kid that you think believes in Santa. Because um, people are writing apology letters from Santa because of this hot Christmas item that kids aren't going to be able to get. I don't even know how to say that. Hachimel? Hachimel? Don't look at me, Sarah. I'm not a child. Well, the Hachimel toy is the hottest toy, despite our... Am I saying it right, Austin? I have no clue what that is. Yeah, no, it's whatever. Anyway, um, so because Toys R Us, Walmart, Amazon, everybody is out of these, now parents are actually doing a service where they're writing what looks to be like an actual letter from Santa Claus, apologizing that the Hachimel, um, they have to wait patiently for it to come in and that it's expected to come in in January so that they were on un- Santa was unable to deliver it on Christmas Sorry, Day. I was going to bring it to you but you wet the bed last week. <laughs> Is that what it's going to say? Yeah, an important message from Santa, dear children. Okay, these kids can't read anyways. Dear- also, here's the thing. I'm going to throw this out there. All right. I'm going to throw this out there because I had a friend of mine talk about this and he was because it was maybe like two years ago, and they had some toy that his kid wanted, but he couldn't get it in time for Christmas. Okay, what they do? Right, and he had the great idea, which I thought was genius. But the wife, oh my God, let him have it. What do I want to do? He's like, kid's fucking three years old. He has no idea what day of the week it is. He has no idea what months are. None of this. 
the toy will be back in shelves like three weeks later. Let's just have Christmas three weeks later. He has no idea. Oh, you can't do that. But, oh, but really, you can't do that? No. Because kids don't know. And at this point, he's going to sit there. He's going to wake up in the middle of January, think it's December 25th, because guess what? He doesn't even know what December 25th is. He was going to go downstairs, open up the Christmas presents, see a gift from Santa, get super excited, and then play with his toy. And no one would have known any the wiser. Any the wiser. But he's going to go to school in that period of time he's and realize three years that old, everyone Sarah. had Christmas. He's three years old, Sarah. Kids don't bring their toys to school anyways. They don't talk. Like, that's the thing. And he's going to a daycare. He's not going to, like, an actual school. These kids aren't having conversations at three, Sarah. I think this is, like, your same idea of only playing Weird Al Yankovic songs for your child. Fucking genius is what you're saying, then. upset when they realize that, that really Oh, really? Christmas when they're 18 years old 8. and I go, really? Why don't you ask? I'll, like, I'll be like, why don't you just sit down with these parents, okay? You remember that toy that was really hot that year? Did you get it for your kid? They're going to be like, no. I was like, yeah, guess who got it that year? This kid. Did it matter that you got it three weeks late? No, because you're a three-year-old and you don't know dates anyways. I'm not saying you do it when they're seven or eight. I'm trying to remember if my parents ever, if there was a toy. I think they just told us, like, you couldn't get it. I'm, like, 100% sure that I would get presents, like, a month late for my birthday, and I would just think it was my birthday again. Like, I had no idea. That was three. Well, people are writing messages that are supposedly from Santa already bracing their kids that the Hachimels will no longer be given out as presents. How much are they charging you to write these messages, by the way? You know, that's a great question. It looks like they're free because they just pulled examples of parents, like, essentially copying and pasting. Obviously, these parents were able to Photoshop a little bit, like, an official message from Santa. Uh-huh. But it looks like it's free. It looks like they're just, some parents use this idea and then others are copying it. So there you go. It's totally free. I would write like a really messed up one. Santa was in a reindeer accident on the way down the highway. He's injured. He'll be back for three weeks. But in three weeks, though, if you can wait, you'll get your Hachimel or whatever. All you got to do is wait three weeks for Santa to get out of the hospital and you'll get it. Boom. Why don't you do that then? Kids don't know. Um, have you ever, you know, been so fed up at a party where people were over? I feel like you used to have people over a lot more when you had that one apartment off U Street. I still have people over a lot. Do you? Yeah. Um, do you ever get so fed up with them that they won't leave that you just take out a gun and start shooting? Uh, I've thought about that with my buddy Atlas a couple times. <laughs> what? Yeah, because he's what really because he's really notorious for just like when, when we were younger he was way worse. But when we were younger he lived in like Rockville with his parents, right? Okay. And so he would come to hang out on like a Friday. And then we'd get really drunk, and he'd be like, oh, i got to pass out here. And I'd be like, all right, cool, man, that's fine. And then Saturday would roll around, and he'd just hang out all he'd day. still be there. And then we'd go out on Saturday night, because we're like, well, this point, let's go party. And then he'd go pass out there again. And so now he's a tourist, because now we're a little bit older, so a little bit more mature. But he'll come over, and we'll hang out, and he just falls asleep on my couch. <laughs> and I have to just, like, wake him up. And I've thought about bringing out a gun and just shooting at his foot. <laughs> like, just because he's like, he sleeps like a brick. And he's a big guy, and I can't, like, he's bigger than me, so I can't just, like, shake him awake, and I have to, like, smack him, and it's really annoying. So, oh, my yeah. God. You holding a gun is something else. I mean, my lord. Sarah, I used to shoot guns in Iowa. You did? Yeah, of course, man. Well, a Bay my County... My parents didn't know about it, but I did it. A Bay County, Florida woman is under arrest after Thanksgiving, where she told police that guests just wouldn't leave. So she, after several drinks, of course, and um, her family getting loud, she took out a twenty-two caliber handgun and started shooting at guests' feet, just like you said. Okay, did she shoot any guests? The suspect's boyfriend slated to, um, to investigators that he was told his girlfriend that once someone is told to leave the property three times, she went and got a gun and shot at the ground. No. I don't believe anyone was hit. Then she's fine. What's wrong with this? Okay, pay attention. If they ask you to leave, don't go, all right, we're getting our stuff together. No, 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 no. I should say this. Somebody was struck in the leg. leg. They were grazed, but nobody was, like, seriously injured. A graze? Come on. Cows graze, Sarah. They were grazed. That's what it You're says. Fine. The bullet grazed their leg. You're fine. She remains in Bay County Jail um, for aggravated battery with a firearm. But I bet <sighs> a lot of people are at that point. Oh, my God, especially with the holidays? Yes, get out. With Atlas. Um, Look, you need to get tickets to our show, dcimprov.com. You can see all this madness in person. Um, It is certainly going to be something, our one-year anniversary show. Are you excited? Of course I am. Please, I look for the anniversary shows. I feel like it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I'm going to dress like a horse for this show. Okay. I'm not. Bye, everybody. dcimprov.com. Oh, my God, give me drugs. And no